Thank you all for joining us on the hydration station. Uh, whether you're listening in the car, at home, or while working, we just want to take the time and say we appreciate you for being here with us. Uh, but yeah, let's get right into it. Uh, my name is Ross. My name is Jordan. My name is Christian. And uh, how are y'all doing tonight? How's the week been? What have we been playing? And what have you been listening to? Oh, the week has been rough, bro. I spent the first half of my week with a back injury <laughs> in bed, basically. Yeah, you know, that shit sucked. <laughs> yeah, it was super wack. We were one down at the gym the whole time. Yeah, it, it was super wack. It, it wasn't fun. Like, like I'm at the point where we've been going so consistently that I start to get that, like, guilt that I'm not going. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, so, like, when I didn't go, I just felt extremely guilty. Not that I'm letting you down, but I'm letting myself down for not going, even though I physically you, you could. You, like, want to go. Yeah, like, I want to get in shape. That's why I bought the membership. It's it's in like it's like one of those things where it's like really the journey is like a as it's like dumb as it sounds and like niche as it is, um or not niche but cliche is what I meant to say. Um, but you like really like I don't know like going to the gym and just like going and like knowing that you're making progress in some short, sort of way like it's a really enjoyable feeling. <laughs> and like I, we're at the point now where I'm seeing visible progress. I've seen the visible progress, dude. Y'all are doing good. Yeah, you've dropped down in weight. I've bulked up a little bit. People have been telling me, like, they see the difference, too, which is crazy, because I feel like I'm not, like, that much bigger. But it feels good. It's just, different It's different for you because you weight, see man. yourself every day. Yeah. Whereas they don't see you every single day. They see you, like, two, three times a week, those, those people I'm assuming. Yeah, and it's gradual progression, too, so it's like... Yeah, so, like, every, like, in a month's time, they can see that your arms have gotten bigger, and, like, you look a little bit, you know... Like, you put on a little bit more muscle mass. Yeah, it feels good. My body feels good. Yeah, like I feel about, like I have a lot better command over my body or some shit. What about you, Christian? How was your week? It was alright. I mean, uh, got the COVID second COVID vaccine, and that was kind of a little bit rough. I mean, it wasn't as bad as, as I had heard. Ow, I had heard a lot of people, uh, you know, like, their experiences with it. I just was sore. like. My body just ached uh, yesterday. Yeah, I got it on Friday. So like, my body ached on Saturday. And like, I woke up this morning and like everything just hurt. And that was weird. But after I was up for a while, it kind of subsided. But past that, it's been pretty decent. Just been settling into the new apartment and, you know, figuring out decorations and stuff like that. So overall, I mean, not too bad, really. You're doing that interior designer shit. Get damn straight. I'm going to nice. Yes. That's the... It's it's a bittersweet part about moving into a new house. It's like you have to put up all the new decoration, but at the same time you have like the freedom to put yeah. up the, like the new decoration in an empty ass room. It's just like the work of putting it up and like getting like especially like putting tapestries and stuff up because they're like they're uh, obviously like most of them are fabric, so they just fall all over the place. So when you're trying to put it up, it's just a pain in the ass to hold one side up so the other side doesn't fall to try and get it right. Like oh my god, I, I pinned it in the middle. That. I pinned it in the middle first. That probably would be a lot smarter, actually. Yeah, I pinned the if middle down. Pinning the middle seems like a fucking genius idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you pin the middle down, then it's just centered, and then the edges you can just stretch out all the way. Yeah, that would have been a much better idea. Dude, I honestly feel like if I lived alone, my house would just be entirely unfurnished, except for my room. Like, I can't be bothered with that other shit. Because I don't use it. It would be gradual progression. It would take time, but I'm I'm sure it would be decorated to a certain extent. 
but like originally house. moving in for like the first like four months it'd probably just be my room i just don't and it like, would slowly add on past that i don't think i'd go like like if it was just me by myself i don't think i'd go buy a couch because i don't use a couch i wouldn't go buy chairs because i don't use the chairs i wouldn't put a tv out there like i don't use any of that shit so like i feel like it would just be my room that's furnished there yeah i, mean, I, I feel like a studio would do me fucking perfectly because i feel that too because i don't really need a couch or nothing the only thing like i really like want other than like any, everything i have in my room is like a tv because i don't have like a fucking like designated tv but at the same time it's like i'm not personally ever going to use a tv because i just watch it on my computer instead yeah i rarely use it I, I switch between my computer and my phone like the only time i'd ever use the tv is if i had like someone over you know yeah exactly and that's what i'm saying like i feel like when people come over, because all my shit's in my room, we just go to my room. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I, I just, I don't know. I wouldn't have a lot of shit out there, I feel like. I'm but sure that I... mentality would change, like, when you actually have the space for it, you know? No, because like, I... I'm sure, I... like, once you'd be in the apartment and you'd, like, have that room, I'm sure you'd want to, like, move some things into the living room that you have in your room now, I feel like. But that's just know. a guess, right? No, because the initial apartment was just me. Like, that two-bedroom was just me. For a while until until COVID like got into the full swing of things and my dad decided to move in to come back from California. It was just me and it was just my room. Like there was nothing else in there. That was the you the rest of your house just fucking empty? Yeah. I didn't fucking it was me and my kitchen. (laughs) Me and my kitchen. Just empty ass fucking uh like what what was it called? Like the living room? Yeah, and like the second room I was gonna turn into an office, but like the long term that's the only other thing I want is just an office dedicated workspace for me because the separation between work space and like room place where i relax is big for me i don't know if it's the same for everybody but like i'll find myself instead of wanting to work just wanting to go relax because it's right there i personally like i could kind of agree with what ross was saying is like once you have the space it kind of changed because now that like I have my own place and you know we're moved in and I have my own living room, you know, like I find myself in the living room more just chilling on the couch than I am in the actual bedroom. Now we we don't have a, a TV in the bedroom quite yet, but regardless, like I could still you know use my phone or something like that and just chill in bed. But like I don't know now that we have a couch and a TV and stuff in here, I'm like this is nice. I, I do feel like that's different though, because you're living with your significant other. Yeah, right? that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I was gonna say, would it be different if you were if it was just you? Because it's just me that I'm talking about. Mm, that's a good question. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I guess I did always like, even even when I was just thinking about you know having like legitimately my own place, like just solo me. I always kind of pictured having like a, a decent, cozy living living room area for like either myself to hang out in or like when I do have people over. Like we were saying, like. I guess more for the latter part, having people over, but I don't know. Uh, that is that is a good good point. Because like I I don't know, I maybe it's like a difference in how like we grew up. Because I just grew up in my room. It's just like where I feel the most comfortable. It's where I spend the most time. Same. So like for me, this is like my my main space of focus. Like, out there, like, it's all there. Like, you've seen it. You were here earlier. So it's like, there's a couch and whatever. When have we ever sat on that couch? The whole time you've known me. That's that's never. Or, like, even even when me and you used to live together, Christian. 
Like, yeah. how many times did me and you just hanging out by ourselves find ourselves wanting to go sit in the living room? There was a TV out there, too. <laughs> there was, like, consoles and shit out there. Yeah, it, it really was not as often as us just hanging out in the room, like, you know, co-chilling on whatever we were watching. Yeah. I mean, there was times, but... It was I feel like it reinforces itself, though, because, like, everything is in that space already. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to... Like, there's a, there's a thought in your brain that goes, like, I don't want to move it. I'd rather just fucking do it here because it's already here. Like, what if it was the other way around? What if it was already in the living room or some shit? I like, just what if you had, like, brought it out for, like, a... Like, like, like oh, here's, here's, here's a good hypothetical. Like, let's say you had, like, brought it out to, like, play with people for the night. Like, a... I don't know. Even when I came over, we'd play Smash in your room. Fuck. <laughs> no, because no, cause for a long time, especially when we were working that job all together, like the the we was out there. Smash was out in the living room for a long time. But uh... when, when you weren't around, we found ourselves playing Smash less often because it was out there. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah that, I can attest to that. Which which apartment was, was this in? Was this in the uh, the second one? The one where we where we all the worked together. One? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like okay. once we had all worked worked together, because it was like you, me, Christian, and Mandy would come over with us all the time. Oh yeah, it would be in the living room, huh? It was in the living room because like four in, in the earlier days, you guys room. kept in your room though, and we yeah, always just yeah, played in because the room. because it was just like when you came over, but like yeah. it got to a point where you were coming over every day, and there was four of us. And I'm not going to cram four of us in that room where there wasn't yeah, a lot of yeah, room yeah, between yeah, our yeah. beds. Yeah. But, like, because it was in the living room, I felt less inclined to go to it. Same. Yeah. That makes sense. I get what you're saying, then. I like so that. I guess that answers the hypothetical, where it's just, like, you just play it less. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not in the immediate area already. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because that's not my area of focus. I'm not, like, thinking, oh, I'm going to go in the living room and do this. Like, I just, ah, fuck it. I get what you're saying. It's clicking now. It's fucking clicking though. But yeah, to answer the back half of your question earlier, um, I've been playing Mario Party because that came out. That shit's a lot of fucking fun. We didn't get to finish our game, Christian, but we'll get to that eventually. We shall. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna get an SD card and then Please. we're gonna play that. <laughs> They're so cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get one. But I'm excited to play. I was watching you all play it and it looked really fucking fun. It's and fun you guys up. spamming the fucking, uh, the wah, wah, the, the wah, stickers. Stickers, dude. Yeah. Yeah, um, and that's the the whole playthrough of that's on YouTube as well, and I want to get some more up there because they're just fun to do, just fun to play Mario Party, especially with like a group of four. It's fucking, it's the classic, you know. <laughs> it's the classic. Rivalries happen so fast. Like one person fucks you over one turn, and it's twenty turns later that you're holding this grudge. Like, oh, the second I get the chance, you're so fucked. The moment, like everybody knows, the moment you boot up Mario Party, it's violence. Yeah, it's on site. It's on site. It's worse than Mario Kart. It oh, is worse than Mario worse Kart. Than Mario Kart. Mario. It's worse than Smash. Because it's like, like, unlike Smash and Mario Kart, where it's like, oh, he hit me with these shells in this race. I'll get him back in the next race or something like that. You're holding this <laughs> yeah. grudge for two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. Just waiting for your chance it's to like fuck somebody else over. Because <laughs> yeah. the games uh, go so long. Yeah. I don't know. I held the grudge in Melee for a long time. But like your grudge in melee was just I want to overcome this person because you knew I was better than you. Yeah. And your and grudge like, turned into fucking undying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, undying. Un uh, the unyielding rage. Yielding rage. But yeah, like it in Mario Party specifically, or any like 
long-term game that you're playing for multiple hours in just one game yeah it's just like you have this unbridled rage that you're waiting to unleash on somebody the other game that i think of is monopoly monopoly's on site as well you buy that one property that i wanted and i'm holding it the second you need to trade me for something you better be prepared to give me your whole fucking bank account i'm not giving you for this shit for nothing you're not building houses on me yeah and then it turns into well if you're not gonna fucking trade me for that then i'm not trading you for anything you need either yeah yeah exactly and it becomes fucking it's just a a fucking war zone it's a game of petty yeah honestly it's a game of petty well the, on it that's a really good description actually like mario party and uh monopoly it's like really just the war of pettiness it it's like how far be. are you willing to go to just fuck over another person yeah and then and then while meanwhile while that's all happening unlike in monopoly or whatever you're getting bodied by rng too like somebody just lands on a chance time or chance time happens and it's like you give all your stars to this person what are you talking about what do you mean? <laughs> You're like everything I've done this entire playthrough has just been nullified and given to somebody else. Like, nullified three turns before the game ends. <laughs> <laughs> you love to fucking see it, dude. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I've been playing a lot of Mario Party. I've been playing it by myself too because it's just fun to like. I join random games. Like I joined a game and made everybody. The, the mini games are genuinely look really enjoyable, and that's because, how that's how I feel like it's always been for Mario Party. Like the mini games itself make Mario Party in my personal yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah, it's literally Mario Party. Somebody said it the best on Twitter. I saw Mario Party is press A for a couple minutes and then a mini game happens. Yeah, yeah, and you're pretty much just playing mini game to mini game. Yeah, like the board's like a good like in between for like you know like a like the a board, metric instead the, of just doing like mini games without no reason for it. You know, it gives the, it, it gives it a sense of a like a purpose. The board is where the work happens. The mini games is where the sweat comes out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fucking true. I I haven't been playing much else. I'm probably gonna when no one else is doing anything. I don't know if I've been thinking a lot recently and watching a lot of like people playing games by themselves to kind of get a feel for it because I want to do that kind of content. I always have. So like I'm trying to figure out. I kind of want to do a Minecraft hardcore single player. Because I've never, like, done that, and I've really been having an itch to play Minecraft recently. Fucking send it. So, yeah, I might, I might start up that, but I'm probably going to do this Guardians of the Galaxy game. Stream it, because you gave it to me. I'm going to stream it so you can watch it. Bet. But I'll probably, <laughs> upload, I'll probably upload it on YouTube just in case you're at work or whatever. Yeah. Let me know if it's actually, like, fun fun. It looks it's fun. fun fun, I might just end up buying it. Yeah, it, for it. it just it, doesn't look it doesn't look like fun fun it looks like something i'd enjoy watching but it doesn't look like something where i feel like i'm gonna enjoy like pressing the buttons kind of like the uh talk we had like uh two weeks ago in terms of like gameplay mechanics i feel like it's not going to satisfy my needs of like loop you know yeah it, it's it's it what fuck somebody said it best in a video i watched my my goopy gamer brain like there has to be a good you have to keep my goopy gamer brain entertained enough games like <laughs> metal gear solid and and just cause like like i want to zip around and like fly around on this this uh grappling hook or whatever the fuck i have you know i want to be able to just fuck up enemies because i feel like it not because i have to but like at the same time because you have a good pace of keeping my goopy gamer brain entertained i'm willing to sit through your cutscenes and be invested in your story but as soon as the story ends, it's back to me time. Like, me make decisions. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's, it's back to me fucking zipping around. 
from what I saw in the initial trailers for that game, I'm thinking it'll uh it'll it depends on how deep the decision making is. Because if it's just like choose one of these two things and in the end I have to do them like the same outcome anyway, then it's not gonna be that deep for me. But if like the implications of my decisions throughout the game dictate what's gonna happen between the team and like how people will feel about me on the team and whatever, like how likely they are to help me with shit, then that'll be a lot deeper for me because the combat looks good enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I don't know. That's a good point you say about the goopy gamer brain shit because like uh, when Spider-Man first came out on the fucking PS4, dude, I, I fucking love Spider-Man in the game. The Not the Miles Morales version because I haven't played that one yet. I honestly yeah. should buy that and play it because it looks really fun. You, but like I, sometimes I'll play Spider-Man just to fucking zip around the city, you know? <laughs> I think the Miles like literally Morales just shooting is... webs out and fucking sticking the buildings and shit and just fucking flying around the city like that. It's so enjoyable. There's something that like hits my like it's like driving around in GTA. You know? Yeah, I think I think for one, the Miles Morales one is PS5 only. And two, I agree with you, but I also have a problem that I feel like that's the best part of the game. It is the best part of the game by far. Because the rest of it. But just... I'm OK with that. <laughs> did you ever play any of the Arkham series of Batman games? No, I never did. I, okay. I uh, tried to play, I think, Asylum, and I tried to play City, but I could never get into them. I'm like a I'm bigger Batman fan than I am for like any other superhero, like at least story-wise. Because like the movies, like the live-action movies, I don't take a lot of that into account because like DC movies suck, dude. They just suck. Ever since that one Batman trio, the rest of them are kind of ass. Yeah, you had the Dark Knight, and that's been like the fucking peak yeah, of anything DC-related. For like a decade so yeah it's sad justice yeah. league was so scuffed oh my god <laughs> justice was league was so, so scuffed bad. shazam though if you haven't seen shazam that one's really fucking good i haven't is seen shazam it. actually good i haven't yeah. watched it yeah i haven't seen it but just like shazam as a character just doesn't strike my fancy i mean he doesn't interest me that's what stopped me from watching it but if it's a good movie i'll watch it i i agree with you guys completely i've never really had like an interest in shazam just because like the premise of him is it it was kind of made to appeal to to kids really but still i think the movie was pretty it was funny there's a lot of funny moments in there but i think for me like the the spider-man games they play the exact same as the arkham games like the one-to-one it's made by the same people but like they're the same game i'm just spider-man instead of batman right now True. and for me like i know that christian's favorite superhero is spider-man right so I get why you would have an inclination to play those games. But for me, because I'm not personally invested in anything Spider-Man does, it's just like, okay, this is just the Batman game reskinned. Besides, I, I the part, besides the part where you're flipping around the city, because in Batman, that's not as enjoyable. Because like you're climbing up shit, you use your grappling hook and whatever, and you can like glide around. But like just being able to like flip around and run off the side of a building and then like just slide. Go all yeah, the way down to the ground hardcore, and web parkour it. everywhere. Yeah, like that shit's <laughs> sick, and that was always my favorite thing in like the old Spider-Man PS2 games. Yes, I used to do that shit all the time on the fucking. I PS2 would just do ones, it. Dude. It's it's. I'd this, load like, it up and just fucking zip around. Like you said with the GTA driving, how you could just load it up and drive around the map and have a good time, like a decently yeah. enough, like entertained enough. It's yeah, the, yeah. I did the same thing back in the day. So like, like I, I had thirty minutes to spare, I'd fucking hop on just zip around for thirty minutes. Yeah, no, and I completely agree. Like that, but. My problem is my goopy gamer brain doesn't get invested enough in the combat or the story. That's why I can't play that game. I don't think the combat was that bad. It wasn't it's, like crazy good, but it was, it was good enough IMO. It's not bad. Just I played all three of the Batman games to completion. 
Oh, I get what you're saying. I'm not trying to do that again. I get what you're saying. I get what yeah. you're saying. If they came out with a Flash game, bro, a Flash game would be lit. I fucking <sighs> love the Flash. I wish they came out with a Flash game so bad. I love pretty the much Flash. reskinned. I love the Flash on paper. I want to just zoom around, dude. Because, like, he has the most interesting storylines, I feel like. Because he just, like, gets emotional and runs himself into an alternate reality. Yeah, it creates a fucking black hole just by running. Yeah, like, he has the most... Runs I into just... fucking... Yeah. The Flash, the Flash doesn't strike my fancy either. I want them, and this is just me being a weirdo, but if they made a game about Section 8, my favorite superheroes, sheesh, let me be dog welder, bro. Okay. I, I still <laughs> don't know what the fuck Section 8 is. Uh, they're just these horrible superheroes, like beyond D-Class. Dog welder, John de Baton Baton. The Defenestrator, a burly man who carries around a plate glass window to throw evildoers through. It's just like well, stupid uh, ass superheroes <laughs> that I found out about one day and just fell in love with. Oh, <laughs> uh, you've been talking about uh, there's a you told me last night a lot of new music was dropping. Yes, there's a bunch of new music that dropped what, on Friday. Well, like list off a couple of them. Uh, I that know, you know of at least. Yeah, I was going to say, I know there is a new IDK album. I know this isn't like as mainstream, but me and you and our friend group listens to a lot of Peso Pete and them. All of them have been dropping like mad for October. Yeah, I need to check out a lot of that shit. There was a Lil Uzi Vert song. I think the new ASAP album came out, if not just a single. ASAP Rocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. A uh, I would figure you wouldn't say anything else unless it was ASAP Rocky. <laughs> well, I like for saying ASAP. Too. It's like ASAP Rocky. I like Ferg too. So yeah, but you wouldn't just say ASAP. You know? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I saw a Bob song hit my recommended. I don't know oh, if it's fuck? new. New. I forget Bob exists. I just want to see him bounce back because he used to be making straight. I wouldn't say like the most banger bangers, but like. But it was good stuff. Good music, yeah. It was good music and catchy. And I love, like, yeah. if if you're not, like, dropping straight bangers, but you can drop a song that gets stuck in my head, I'll probably add you. I, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, and like, he's got some really good songs off, like, features and stuff. Like, there are yeah. some really good songs where he features on. Yeah, or, like, he has really good features back in the day. I don't know if he still yeah, has the yeah, same yeah. clout to get him. That is fair enough. But yeah, there, there was a whole bunch of new music and people that I saw dropping that I don't usually follow. I'm sure if I peruted here, let me perude Spotify a little bit, but I don't know. It, it looked like it was a pretty big one. I'm just waiting for Kendrick, dude. Yeah, dude, I'm, yeah. <laughs> like, I just want Kendrick. Yeah, the whole ASAP Rocky album came out. Big Sean okay. dropped the song. Lose I want, dude, I want new Kendrick so bad. Yeah, I same. want it so bad. Ever since I saw the fucking tweet that you linked me, I was like, ooh, shit. I've just been patiently waiting, dude. Patiently waiting. But I've never wanted anything more in my entire fucking life. It's been so long since we've had, like, Kendrick. Yeah, it's 2017? Yeah, that's when, like, what, Damn came out? Yeah, I think so. And then before that, I was like, Tapimpa. I mean, of course, like, we can't. I love that album. The Black Panther album. Does oh, yeah. Exist. And there are some it, good songs off that, but that's not a true Kendrick album. You it's know? not a Kendrick album. It's an album he produced, and you can hear yeah. it in the sounds, a lot of it. Yeah, it's good. But don't get me wrong. It's not all him, and I want yeah. an album of mostly him. <laughs> yeah, mostly Because him. when he pops out and starts talking about shit, everybody listens. 
I don't. Yeah, he know. starts talking about shit, and then he starts rapping about shit, and it's like really good. I just <laughs> don't know another artist who has that level of like, you're gonna sit down and just fucking listen. You know what I'm saying? Yep, you're gonna like, listen to my eight minute song, and you're gonna be happy about and it. And you're gonna be happy about it. And you're and then <laughs> and then two weeks from now, you're gonna be listening to this eight minute song again, and you're gonna be like, damn, I didn't catch that bar earlier at all. I get what he's talking about now. You're going to be in your car and wanting to bump that eight-minute song often. <laughs> and the only other person I know who has ever had me like that is Lil Wayne. And I'm not a huge Lil Wayne fan, but that motherfucker has bars. No, he, there's, he, I, I like Lil Wayne a lot. I have a I lot of his older stuff. I have some of his newer stuff, too. I was always just not fond of his voice. His voice kills a lot of his music for me. Agreed. But he, he does put out good music. I can't take that away from him in any regard. No disrespect and on he, his name. He does a lot of songs too, where his voice isn't like too too crazy. Where he yeah. does like really like a I don't I don't want to say nasty because nasty is not the right word I'm looking for here, but it's very uh gutterish. Yeah, I don't know. It's not like a it, it's not like a bad thing, and I get why people enjoy it, but it gets really ah uh, I can't think of a good fucking descriptive term for it. But yeah, he does his voice uh like normally often. Yeah, not often, and, but in a couple of songs. And some and of those I songs enjoy are really those fucking songs. good. Yeah, and I enjoy like, those songs. The uh the fucking title song of I am not a human uh part two I am not a human being part two that song is yeah. so good that piano yeah. comes in at the beginning dude oh my fuck yeah <laughs> so, like I hard agree no disrespect on Lil Wayne or any of his fans like no no he, he's one of the best rappers out there <laughs> yeah he makes real good fucking music and he says some real ass shit I just can't sometimes with the voice it just kills it for me it's the same way I feel about Playboy Cardi but in like he doesn't say real ass shit he just be squeaking. Baby Keem be uh, slowly climbing the ranks, though. Oh, Baby me. Keem's putting out music. I told you. I, I told you when that first album dropped, and I told you I've been listening to it on repeat. Because, like, I, I just enjoy the music that that man puts out. Sometimes I'm listening to a song, and it feels like I'm just scrolling through Twitter. The lyrics. Like, I'm just reading <laughs> the tweet The lyrics tweet. feel like you're scrolling through Twitter. Yeah, it That's just funny. feels like I'm just reading tweets, like, bar for bar. <laughs> but it's good music. One thing I will say about Kendrick too is that uh, there's not a lot of artists that uh, like there's there'll be artists that I enjoy, but I will think they have like bad songs. Like there's songs that I do not enjoy. When it comes to Kendrick, like even if it doesn't make like the main playlist, chances are I probably really enjoy that song still. Yeah, no, hard to agree. Like they're yeah. very I, I like I can't think of I really can't think of one Kendrick song that I like dislike off the top of my head. You know, there isn't like I like movie. all of them to a certain extent. I don't think there's one out there that like. I don't enjoy. Yeah, no, I hard agree. Like, there's a couple off the down, uh, the damn album, that aren't like crazy good that I don't like out of the playlist, but I still enjoy those songs. Yeah, and the entirety of uh, Good Kid, Mad City, fucking bop. There's not that's that's one of the few that entire albums, album. That's one of the bop. few albums that I can just throw on, no skips, and just listen. That whole album is so fucking good. And then, uh, what's the album he dropped before that? Is it uh, Section Eighty? Yeah, Section Eighty is one of those albums. That too. that's my favorite album by him. My favorite is Good Kid. <laughs> Section Mad Eighty, City. so good, dude. Because the way good Kid like, Mad City is, yeah. For me, it's just Good Kid, Mad City because it's structured better. Like, I think Good Kid, Mad City is objectively the better album. I just have so many like good memories of listening to fucking uh, like it's nostalgic for me because that's section... when I first started getting really into rap was uh when Section Eighty dropped. That Section was like one 80, of the first like newer albums for me. Section and that 80 shit was so fucking has, good. It was such a good time to get into rap. 
Oh, yeah. That was like, what, 2011, 2012? Yeah, all that good shows coming out. Collard Greens came out around that time, too. That, yeah, that was when TDE just started taking over. But um, Yeah, that Section whole era was fucking iconic. <laughs> Section 80 definitely has a lot of good songs, but like listening to Good Kid Mad City start to finish, it's like poetic, the story it tells, you know? Yeah, Good Kid Mad City is something that you throw on and you won't hit shuffle. Like when yeah. I throw on Section 80, I'm probably shuffling it. If I'm throwing on Good Kid Mad City, I'm playing from the top and not shuffling. And not skipping. And there's very few albums that I will play from the top. It's the only album I can think of that I'm playing the from the top. The only other one shuffling. that I can play from the top, no shuffle, is the Dreamville album. Uh, the, I, still, I still shuffle that. You can, I feel like you can shuffle it, but it's good without it. Because like the way each song slides into the next is just well done. Yeah. I had that uh, in Drake's album, Nothing Was the Same. As dumb oh, as that yeah, sounds yeah. when I was into Drake a lot. Nothing Was the Same was really good uh, when it first came out for me. I'd argue I'm, that's one of his like better albums. It definitely everything is. flowed into each other. It definitely is one of his better albums. I just when that album came out, I wasn't in my sad boy rap phase. I feel like true. I was so, fucking eating up everything. It it could be sad boy. It could have been gangster rap. It could have been fucking like bar rap. <laughs> and then if you're reading this, it's too late. That's when it was like, okay, this album's iffy. And then yeah. it was downhill from there. Yeah, it's in been... terms of my like love for Drake, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's the king of, like, putting out... I will say that Drake Future album was a lot more gas now than I thought it was when it originally came out. <laughs> Drake and Future album has some fucking <laughs> bangers on it, dude. Facts. There's too it's much like shit. It's, like, unknown bangers. It's, like, Future's one of those artists where I never, like... I, I don't put him in my upper echelon. But he's also one of the rappers I quote a lot. Yeah. He's on a lot of things, and a lot of the stuff he says is very, uh memorable yeah yeah very yeah, memorable. it's very memorable <laughs> yeah he says something that sticks to your brain you're like all right like oh, and you're like okay dude <laughs> to use his most extreme example i the fucking king's dead song dude that song's so good it just it perplexes me that they let him get away with that <laughs> but at the same time it's like why would you not yeah dude it's like when I first heard that come out, I was like, okay, this is kind of like, why'd you let him do that? And like the longer it's gone, it's like, yeah, like yeah, that part comes on. And I'm like, fucking singing along with it. You're headbanging it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah. I'm like, murder everything. Chitty, chitty, bang. Murder everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it gets me, dude. That, oh, and so then J Rock comes in afterwards. Goddamn. Bitch, I'm fucking nerding roll. the fuck out about music. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it happens. Miss me with that bullshit. That shit's yeah. so good. Yeah, no, that's, that's a fucking. Some bangers, some bangers for sure. Even some as, good ass music. Even as someone who's like not as into hip hop and rap, like I definitely still like it, obviously. Like you guys have shown me a lot of stuff, but I'm a lot newer into it. And definitely like kind of going back to, to Kendrick, like I agree that most songs that I hear from Kendrick, I'm like, yeah, no, this is just this is just gas. I yeah. just listen to this. He's one of the very few artists that are like that. The only other artist that for me is like that is panic at the disco and like i'm more into the rock and like alt rock side of things and like that's the only other artist that i can just put on any song even from the one album that i really didn't care for and still like have a good time listening to it they do make good music yeah they do make good music i, I, I might have like... that same feeling if i was a lot more into uh, like punk rock and stuff yeah mm -hmm. for me it's a uh, it's blink 182 there's not a lot well maybe they're older stuff like stuff that predates me being born <laughs> that they put out yeah 
isn't such a banger to me but like i feel like the nostalgia and just their sound no matter what they put out at any age hits for me it just works oh i um fucking lincoln park hybrid theory uh oh what's the other two around that time i think it's minutes to midnight was the other one i don't i'm not after after hybrid theory and then there was one before hybrid theory as well that was really good the but there's a specific uh there's a specific disc set by uh Lincoln Park. It's their, I don't know. I remember this just because my dad had it, and I fucking fucked with it so hard. But they had a live in uh, Texas. It was in Dallas, Texas, Texas, and it was like one of like the recorded concert things. And they put it up on uh, iTunes at the time, and it was the live in Texas album. And I had that shit on my phone. And I remember I'd go to fucking like school in the sixth grade and just listen to that the whole way to school. Like sixth grade, seventh grade, that was like I was listening to like only Lincoln Park. And then I started changing the eighth grade, and then in the ninth grade especially when I started meeting new people and getting more into rap. But that's why I got into rap in the first place was because of fucking uh, uh, Mike Shinoda, Fort Minor, the dude who does 100% reason to remember the name shit. Mm-hmm. He was in Linkin Park, and uh, I started listening to that, and I, I started listening to Jay-Z because they did a fucking uh, collab album with Jay-Z. They did, like, Big Pimpin' and, like, Paper Cut combined together, which was fucking nuts because you're taking rock and fucking hip-hop and putting them together. And then I started listening to more Jay-Z, and then I started getting into rap, and then I met Jordan, that shit just fucking skyrocketed from there. It's like, I met Jordan, I just got introduced to so many new songs, I was like, oh my god, this is what I've been waiting for. I feel like my biggest impact on people is just getting them into the things that I'm into, because, like, I talk, like, like when I get into something, I'm, I'm passionate. I don't get into anything that I'm not passionate about. So, like, when, when I share something with you, it, it's coming from a real place, uh, and I'll hello? talk it up. Hi. Hey, did I did I cut did out Jordan cut out for you? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, no. uh, I'll just say it again. It's cool. It, I, yeah, you I, cut out. <laughs> I caught I caught everything, but uh, I'll say it again. Uh, I said when I get people into something, like when I get into something, I'm super passionate about it. So like when I when I share it with you, it's coming from like a super real, like heartfelt place, and I talk everything up to it to realistic expectations. I don't feel like I ever oversell anybody on anything. So like exactly. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. So, like, I feel like my biggest impact on people is me getting them into the things that I'm into. It, it was, like, huge for me, too, because, like, I had been listening to, uh, I had been listening to Pandora. Because I couldn't, I couldn't, like, specifically search up new music because I didn't know anything in the scene because I hadn't fucking listened to it before, right? Yeah. So, I'm, like, searching up on Pandora, like, fucking, like, Jay-Z. And then, like, I'd find some stuff from there and I'd be like, oh, a fucking, I remember it was, like, Drink in Your Cup or Drink in My Cup by Kirko Bangs. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a good song. So I made a radio off that and started listening to fucking shit off that. And then I kept going down. And like, I uh, discovered like Mac Miller around that time. Or Mac I had to listen to him earlier, but I didn't know it was Mac Miller. He came uh, out at the same time as Kendrick, which is just a wild thing to think about. Yeah, but he also had a lot of mixtapes early. That still yeah, had yeah, traction. Yeah, so, so I remember one of my fucking, uh, one of my really good childhood friends, his older cousin, uh, used to listen to Mac Miller in his car. When we used to like go and like go around and like drive places and shit. Because we used to go ride like dirt bikes and shit when I was little. <laughs> Um, but he was listening to Mac Miller and that was crazy to me. Cause then I discovered Mac Miller. I was like, Oh shit, this is that person he used to listen to. And I kind of fuck with the shit now. Yeah. And then like, I met you and then you just started introducing me a bunch of new shit when I was already looking for new shit. I was like, fucking tell me everything. Yeah. Because Give of me my the knowledge, dad, bro. because of my dad, I've been in a Kendrick since he was still K dot. Like I've been listening to this nigga for decades, <laughs> like actually decades now. Um, 
you've listened to a lot of people that have started like really, 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 really underground, and then they just get fucking huge. Because <laughs> I just I like there's me, been a lot of examples of that with like what you enjoy and like what actually like pops off and shit, which is kind of crazy. I'm just into music, so like I'll listen to everything, anything that hits my like ear. Like if it if it's in front of me and I have the time or whatever the space to listen to it, I'm just gonna listen to it. I don't really care. If it's bad or it's good, I'll make that distinction for myself. But I like to give everything a fair chance before I, I label it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I have a question. What's the first artist that you got into without any outside, like, help? Oh, like, first no artist I got into without any outside help. Like, nobody showed it to you. Maybe you heard it on the radio or something, but, like, like it wasn't pushed onto you by somebody else or, like... I don't someone know. wasn't I, telling you to listen to it or some shit. Yeah, like someone yeah, wasn't yeah. showing you a song that had him in it or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just or like, like you weren't talking with somebody that was like, hey, like you should listen to this or something. You shit. were in a spot where you were open to new artists and you found this artist and then you just started fucking with them. Oh, one of the first? If you guys need a second to think about it, I have my answer. Okay, bangers out real quick while I think. My first I mean, one was Kid Cudi. That's fair. That's a good one. Too. There was nobody. Like, what, what time? What era are we talking about here? Pre day and night. Okay. Like early Kid Cudi. I was in. I don't remember exactly how I found him. I think it might have been Pandora as well. But I just like heard one song, and like for me, like the the time that I found Kid Cudi is right around the time that I like initially became what I would say like where my depression really started. So, like, hearing somebody in the field of rap that I really enjoyed and, like, the sounds that I enjoy, hearing them talk about the same shit that I had been feeling just hit so wildly different for me. And that wasn't, like, like nowadays, you can hear, like, a hundred artists that, that do that, you know? But back then, that wasn't as big. It wasn't yeah. the norm, and it usually didn't wasn't successful yeah until he started doing it because <laughs> he's just built different that it's man just, hums and you're like i don't God know bullish. if it's like he's built different i just think he had the right sound to match what he was doing yeah the and, whole like makeup of the song itself including like atmosphere and like yeah. tone of the song it's always like super good and like at first he started off super niche i feel like because like it was sad boy rap essentially but um, as time went on, I feel like our generation evolved more accepting of that kind of music because in our generation, I feel you like... You have cut out again, my good friend. In our generation, we had grown to be more accepting. Or is it accepting. me this time? No, not... are you there? Okay. <laughs> can, you, can you guys not hear me? Hello? No, you cut out again. I, I Where? <laughs> uh, you started going into describing after he was uh doing like the sad boy music shit because okay. it was very niche i feel like in our generation as we grew up more people in our generation could i, I don't want to say like we were more depressed than the, the generation before because i don't know if that's true but i feel like we're more accepting of that that's just reality for people you know yeah and like we could relate to that more than the people older than us who have already kind of accepted that and moved on and don't associate themselves with those feelings as much you know 
Like yeah. their their angsty yeah. days are kind of past them. Yeah, they've put themselves in a position where they're in a different type of mindset. Yeah, yeah. Where so they feel, feel something like, other than that if a situation like that is to occur and shit. Yeah. So I feel like as we grew older, he just got bigger and bigger because more people could identify with what he was saying. And that's really yeah. like where he got big. But yeah, that was the first one for me that I, I had found entirely on my own and got into. And I'm a huge Kid Cudi fan. Kid Cudi was fucking good. I think I'd heard Day and Night, but you really should, like uh, began to show me Kid Cudi. And then that got reinforced a lot by uh, my friend Nick when I moved in with him after high school. But the first one for me, I think it's either, mm, I want to say it's Wiz Khalifa in his Rolling Papers album. Because in the seventh grade, I started, that's when I started like diversing off of Jay-Z and trying to find different shit. And I found Wiz Khalifa and he did his like Rolling Papers album, which is the one that has black and yellow on it, I'm pretty sure. Mm Mm-hmm. And I really fucked with that shit. I had his entire album on my shit. And I would listen to that shit on repeat because it was the only rap I knew that I actually enjoyed that I could actually find. That wasn't like fucking uh, like Jay-Z and shit like that. Or like Eminem or shit like that. Um, but I think Wiz Khalifa was my first one. And if it wasn't Wiz Khalifa, right behind that would have been B.O.B. Because that's around the time B.O.B. started to like put stuff out. Yeah, Airplanes. And Airplanes was a really good song. And I, oh, it might have it actually been B.O.B. in that case. Because I liked Eminem back in the day. Because uh, my dad had showed me Eminem. And I think he did a song that featured B.O.B., which was Airplanes. And then I started listening the to Airplanes, B.O.B. Airplanes remakes? Yeah, the Airplanes part, part two, two of it. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely Wiz Khalifa then. Wiz Khalifa was my first one that I like discovered myself and started really enjoying. And then he started really fucking popping off too. Yeah. Like after his Rolling Papers album, he started getting fucking nuts. And even before that, he made a song called... Uh, man which is a uh just a fucking like snapping type beat mm-hmm. and uh it's like a fucking two minute song it's like a quick little freestyle yeah on, i remember, like, I remember that i heard it's like he yeah. got big got big black and yellow yeah yeah black and, and then, yellow and then the one rolling papers the... came out mm-hmm. and then and i think then his, next, his his next biggest thing was the fast five or whatever song the fast and furious one i In think that's... my favorite my favorite version of Wiz is his uh, ONIFC with this. It's like all of his like smoking songs and shit. Like there's mm-hmm. a song called Rise Above. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that Rise Above song's so good. So good. And he has like stacking on that album. Uh, there's a couple other things I still have my playlist that I don't remember off the top of my head because I don't listen to as much anymore. But I used to throw that fucking album on repeat. That's one that I would throw on and then shuffle and then listen to the whole thing regardless of the song. But I wouldn't listen to it from like top down. All right. What about you, Christian? I mean... I already mentioned Panic of the Disco, but they were technically my first, like, I had just heard them on the radio, and then, I mean, I didn't really have, like, a lot of access to the internet or a computer for a long time, but then the next time I heard anything, like, by them and, like, was able to figure out who they actually were was, uh, I, it was either Rock Band, the first Rock Band, or it was Guitar Hero World Tour, because they both have songs about them, but I don't remember which one I played first. I don't remember which one's in World Tour, but I know they have Nine in the Afternoon and Rock Band, and that was a big yeah, one for a lot of people. The one in World Tour was, um, uh, shit. Like the, the, well, I can't remember the name of it right now. It's like the, the, one of their most popular ones, um, from their very first album. I'm totally blanking on it right now, but either way, um, that that was definitely the very first like when i was little and i started getting on to like when i got my ipod and i went to pandora 
I remembered their name from Guitar Hero and Rock Band and like looked up their band specifically. Um, and not that I like I knew they were big, but nobody else around me had ever really talked about them or anything like that. And like after I moved out of um, I stopped living uh, around my uncle, who was more or less like my older brother, because he showed me a lot of music when I was little and I just was kind of around the stuff that he played. But after that, nobody really introduced me to music. So a lot of it was just kind of left up to me to either like remember it or find it myself. Um, but I think around like sophomore year, I found one artist, her name is Tash Sultana and like, not to be like, oh my God, I love underground stuff. I'm so cool. But like, nobody's like, she's not really big, but I really like her sound. It's kind of like, it's a mixture of like indie and like, I don't know. I don't even know how to classify it. It's just so unique. And her voice is, it fits her music really well. Um, and so I've gotten really big on her uh, recently, not recently, but, you know, over the, over the years since I found her and I'd love to see her in concert if I could. Yeah. That's a lot harder nowadays. Post COVID it's hard to be able to find people touring actually. No doubt. Yeah. Especially if they're like super underground and shit too. Yeah. 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 Really hard to actually like know when someone's moving like that. And then just the chance of someone moving like that in the first place, you know, luckily we yeah. live in a good area for concerts. Cause a lot of people decide to come here. Yeah, dude, fucking true. So many people decide to come fucking here. Because it's not a far detour off of California. Yeah, and and I guess, like, most Arizona is centralized into this area in the first place, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, like, and and for us, we're not far off of Phoenix. So, like, as long as it's not a random Tucson concert, it's not a, like, going out of your way that bad to go to a concert. And even if it's Tucson, it's like a fucking short-ass drive, comparatively. It's like a two-hour drive to get down to Tucson. Yeah, it's not that bad. And it, it it's more often than not somewhere around Phoenix, so. Yeah, usually it's just in fucking Phoenix, like the Van Buren or some shit. It's either in Phoenix or in Mesa. I don't know why. Like, for a lot of rock concerts, it's in the underground. Or, like, the, the oh, amphitheater. Uh, Iron Horse Pass for, like, raves and shit. Yeah. Just because that's yeah, a big for, lot. For festivals. For festivals, that's Iron Horse Pass. Yeah. Right. Okay, uh, to slide off of music a little bit, I have a scenario question. <laughs> Bang right. it up. Okay. If you could go back in time, like, let's say 10 years, with all of the knowledge and information you have today, would you? If I could? Yeah. Like, if you had the option. Like, let's say you like, met, like, like scenario, you met some mystical, magical fucking wizard or something. And he tells you straight up, I can send you back in time. 10 years in the past of yourself, like you are you 10 years younger, but you have all of the knowledge and information you have today, would you? Oh, fuck yeah. See, Christian? Honestly, no, I wouldn't. Now, it's easy to say yeah, but think about what you lose, Ross, because how many people that you have good relationships today, you lose that in 10 years, you know how good of friends you are, but they don't know who you are. And yeah, you have that is to true. try to recreate that friendship. As do everything the same? You can't. Do you think you can remember everything that happened in 10 years? Uh, no. Definitely not. Which, like, think about trying to, like, just, like, the friends aspect. Like, just that part alone. Like, think about the fact that you'll be... 23 going like you're going back 10 years as you as you are now i'll be 23 trying to make friends with 13 year olds mm-hmm. you're, if you you're were trying to make the same friends mm-hmm. and uh, on top of that you know everything about this person that would like, be like, really like, weird that's what i'm points. saying 
Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be weird, especially in, like, relationships. Like, if you tried to date somebody, it'd be fucking awkward. Yeah, but even, like, friendships, too. Because, like, you're going to have a much different mentality compared to yes. Because you're going to be much more mature in your mentality. One and two, you're going to know this person a lot better than they know you, and you have to try to not make that apparent. Yeah. Because if... Yeah, if, but it's like, how are they going to realize that? Well, if you walked up on me and just started talking about everything that I was into, I'm going to think you're a fucking creep. Straight up. Yeah. Like, how the fuck do you know me better than me? That's weird. Get away from me. Yeah, but you just don't go up and start fucking talking to someone like that. Well, you're not going to, but, but you're so, like, in your head, you know this person so well, you have a level of comfortability with them that they don't have with you anymore. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I could... Uh, I shouldn't say I feel like I could, because I really don't know. But I, I would hope that I would be able to, like, recreate those friendships. I feel like I'd be I'm, able not, to... I'm not going to change much in terms of like what I do. There's going to be like some minor changes, but the really only reason I'm doing it is just so I could fucking make fucking mad money and then chill. Because <laughs> like, I do guess... everything the same, just to have like the stock knowledge the same. But like you would have, you would have all this money, but then how many? Because you have this money, how many opportunities and situations where you met people because of what you did are you losing out on? Probably losing losing out on a lot. Like all your roommates like, right now, I value. would you know them without Top Golf? Um, because you probably, wouldn't work at Top Golf. Probably not. No, you I wouldn't, wouldn't work, work at Top Golf. Huh? If I if I went back, I'd still work at Top Golf. Why? Because you have all the money. It doesn't matter. I need to get the money. I want to work at Sonic. No, because you're just gonna tell I'm your gonna parents to invest. Golf. You're gonna be like, invest in this, invest in this, invest in this, and you're gonna make a fortune. My parents aren't gonna fucking listen to me. What the fuck? They probably yeah, would make a fortune. They, they, if you were convinced, <laughs> I'm not gonna out myself like that though. I'm not gonna like just like start telling people that I'm fucking ten years from the future. No, you know? wouldn't tell them you're ten years in the future. But if you told your parents, like with enough wisdom and like like you would have time to like plan it because like you're 13, you got nothing but fucking time. Yeah, but I'd still try to recreate everything up to that point because I enjoy my life as is. Like that's the only reason why I'm going back. Like, I'm still going to try and do everything the same up until the point where I'm at, like, I guess at the point where I went back. I just Because then at that, that point, it's like, okay, I have the same life I did before with the one thing that I wanted added on. I think and I know that... there's going to be some things that falls through the cracks, but I would hope that, like, even if I go back in that case, I would hope I would be able to, like, have the friendships that I have today and shit like that. Because that is really important to me. too hard to try to recreate a lot of those. Just because you are who you are now and not who you were then. I wouldn't argue I'm, like, vastly... Uh, I am a different in a lot of ways. You are different. You're way more mature. Yeah. Like, like, way more mature, especially going back, like, 10 years, 13. You're way more mature. Like, like stupid mature. It doesn't feel like you haven't changed because you're still into the same things. You still enjoy the same things, same humor, whatever, whatever. But, like, like try to, try to, to relate to a 13-year-old today. Yeah, it's really just hard. not gonna it's not gonna line up i don't know but it's going over things that i've like experienced before and shit right so it's like i'm a very like environmental learner like if i'm in a space where i've like heard or like done something it like clicks in my brain very well uh so i feel like that might help a little bit but i get what you're saying in the sense of like maturity and being at that same level to like relate on that same level i feel like if you make that decision just for money there's so many things you are going to lose that it might not be worth it. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I, there's a lot of risk involved in it. Don't get me wrong. I personally think that like nothing would would turn out the same, per, like because, I mean, I guess it does de- depend on the individual. Like if you're really in it to like, quote unquote, play the long con and like really make it so that you just keep your knowledge internal, but do your best to keep everything more or less the same and not mess with your own timeline. Sure, if you if you think you can do that, then by all means go for it. But I personally like on a general basis believe that everything kind of happens for a reason. Maybe not specifically that, but just like everything leads to something. And so I feel like if I were to go back 10 years with the knowledge I have now, especially with the way that my life has played out, like I would change a lot of things. I really would. But then in that respect, would that alter where I'm at now? You know, kind of like with the relationships and stuff like that. But, you know, just would I ever be presented with those opportunities, you know, or would it would I just mess it up? And you I'm, know, I'm not only going back for money, too, because yeah. I like in the same way as Christian. There's some things that I'd still want to change. That's why I said, like, it's not all money, but like that's a main right. motivator of it. There's some things I definitely would change, too, if I did it. Right. It's just like like I would definitely change comes. it, but I just feel like like for me. I feel like for a lot of people in my life, I've been that person that they needed in that moment. And I don't know if I could do that again, knowing how certain things play out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I feel that one. I try to prevent it from ever getting to that point. Just to not name any examples, but I'm sure you can think of what I'm thinking of. But Well, like, I can name an example. Do you care if I talk about, like, how me and you became so close, Christian? No, I don't care. Okay, so, like, when me and Christian first met, right, we met years prior in middle school at a random party that we just both happened to have a friend of a friend. Yeah. And then, fast forward fucking five years, randomly on Facebook, when I still use Facebook, um, I was, like, what, a junior at that point? Um, yeah, I was a sophomore. I saw Christian posting that he wanted to play Halo ODST with somebody, and, like, he wanted to get into streaming and all that, whatever. I invited him to join our Xbox friend group, whatever, like come play with us. He hung out and then I learned more about his life. Fast forward a couple more years and he's in a not so good situation with his parents that I'm not going to talk about. Um, But basically he had gotten kicked out and because I was in a position to like help him out, I led to him being able to move in with him, me, James and Nick and all of us, right? Yeah. If I had my prior knowledge of what's going to happen to me medically in 2015 and like working all these jobs is pointless. I don't care about my major in college. You know, if I had all that prior knowledge, I wouldn't be able to be there for him at that moment. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how his life is going to turn out because of my own selfish decisions to change things for the betterment of my own life. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's like a bigger case for me because that's one I know off the top of my head that I like directly impacted, but there's probably 40 more of those that I would change unknowingly in my lifespan. Just trying to one, like make sure I'm taken care of because I'm going back for a more selfish reason. You know what I'm saying? I do get what you're saying. Yeah. I think that goes both ways though. Cause you always have the opportunity of it going the, uh, the other way in the sense like you could help like more people yeah. with like the less. more maturity that you have but again you don't know that these because, are all like uh because you don't know like like i may know what somebody's situation is right 
Like I know in in two, three years, let's say this person I know is going to be suicidal and like on their edge. So I want to try to help them preemptively. You cannot help somebody that does not want help. And that's a hard truth that a lot of people need to learn. Yes. And so if if I see things spiraling and it starts to go bad and I try my hardest to offer them something, some kind of help, I can't change what's going to happen to them. I really can't. I'm not, it's not, not in my control at all. So like, I don't know how many situations where I have the knowledge and try to help, but potentially make it worse or make them want to distance themselves from me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And then that alters their life further. But it's like, it's an infinite amount of poss possibilities. No, you know? I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, I think it's a huge catch 22 because you like 90% of the reasons of why people would go back are for selfish reasons. Yeah, I would argue. Yeah. Like not at least 90, you know, there's probably that 10% that's like, I would just like to do more and help the world more than I could. And maybe that's people older than us, you know? But I feel like at our age where we're going back to basically being eighth graders, that mostly selfish reasons that we're going to go back and because you're selfishly trying to help yourself and better yourself, you're going to butterfly effect so many other things that you don't realize the impact you had on. Like, I know there's infinite level of possibilities, but just because you can't remember the exact specifics of every moment, that you're going to snowball something else to be so much worse than it was, you know, that you potentially help. You'll remember the bigger ones, but you'll miss the smaller ones. I'd argue even like going back and saying that like you still want to maintain the relationships that you have. I think that alone is uh, a selfish reason in itself, you know? Yeah. Like it even is. me saying going back and I'd still want to maintain my relations. I still think that's like a selfish thing to say, you know? It definitely Because it's is. like I could go back and do so many like good things for the world, I guess, per se. Like thinking about it, it's like I could go back with the knowledge I have and try and like prevent a lot of different things. <laughs> you, could, you could damn near be an but at the same time, for everything. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, uh, I, I guess it goes back to what you were talking about earlier about having different effects on things. It's like, there's always the possibility that it goes sideways in a sense of you trying to help pushes it further to like a bad side of things. Mm -hmm. I think that goes for a lot of things as well. So it, it really is just like a, <laughs> I it's guess like, really just going back in time to fucking play the game of life again, huh? Yeah, it's just like, I feel like everybody would initially say yes, because we all have regrets. We all have things we wish didn't play out the way they played out. Like, specifically, I would think there's a couple of relationships, like, with girls that I would definitely change the way that my immature 15, 16, 17, even 19-year-old self would have handled better. Yeah. But is that better for them or just me? True. Yeah. That is really true, because you don't know, like, the butterfly effect of things happening. I don't, I, like, I, I don't associate with a lot of those people anymore. I don't really know what the fuck's going on in their life. They could yeah. be... I think, like, I think like, looking back on it, I think I'm definitely taking the no route on this one. I'm going to hit the yield flip-flop and say, uh, I'm fucking good. I think I would I, only, I like where I'm at now, and I like my life now, so I think I'm I chilling. think <laughs> I would only take it if I could go back to 2016. Specifically 2016, you wouldn't do 10 years? You'd only do no. six years? I would only go years? back to, to help set myself up before my medical should happen because if i had any kind of precognitive knowledge that what was going to happen to me what happened to me i would be in a slightly better spot so that the next four years wouldn't be a straight struggle
I wouldn't True. change the events that happen. I wouldn't change like like James and Nick very graciously accepted me into their house. I tried to get a job. I fucking collapsed at work straight up and they just let me stay and took care of me. You know, I wouldn't yeah. change any of that happening. But what I would do is have like money in the background that I didn't let them know of that I could use to help. And that's all yeah. I would do is just yeah. make their lives less stressful in the moment. But I wouldn't change that moment. I mean, that's why I'm going back for the money in the first place. It's because like, yeah. I don't have enough money to like fucking make sure y'all are good. Make sure my See, the only problem shit. was I spent all my money in college. On yeah. college and shit like that. Like the, the transportation and all. Like I spent a fuck ton of money on that and stupid fucking doctors that just wasted my time and money. I wouldn't waste any of my time because I know what's wrong with me. I'm not wasting the time trying to figure it out, you know? Yeah. So I would have a lot more than what I did have in the moment and offer more to them to alleviate stress but not change the situation. I would let everything play out the same way it did. I wouldn't change the relationships I had at the time. I wouldn't, like, none of that. I would just help out more, and that's all I would want to do. All right. I still think that's a selfish reason, per se, you know? It is a selfish reason, but... It's a selfish, selfless It's honorable, reason. but it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's, it's, it's me It's still setting... focusing only on your, like, uh, inner circle thing, which isn't a bad thing to do, but... It's not a bad thing, but it's just... It's like, I feel like I don't have a way of giving back because, like, what they did for me was actually life-changing for me, and they might not realize that because it's just like, oh, we just helped out a friend, you know? But, like, for me, that was life-changing. It literally turned my life from, like, like pre-all of that happening... My only focus was I want to be a business major. I'm going to slave away at a company. I'm going to become a CEO and just get rich. That was my whole plan. And like, we wouldn't be recording this podcast yet or at all. If that didn't happen to me, that would be my life. I would just be slaving away at some company. Yeah. Shooting for that fucking CEO paycheck, bro. Yeah. Just shooting for the big bucks because to me at my immature age of 14 to fucking 17, when I was in high school, that's all that mattered to me is like, oh, if I had money, my life would be different. And that's not true. Um, I, I remember being in fucking like high school and like early college and being like, I'm going to be a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so sure. I'm like, I want to put in the fucking work. I'm going to be a fucking millionaire. And then I started going on. and I was like, you know, money's really not that important. of a thing. And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, money. One, money is not that important. And two, it doesn't bring me any fulfillment. It there, really there's a lot more things in my life that are way more important than money. I would. Yeah. The only reason I want to it's a, be, it's a it's a means necessary or what, what's the word for it? It's a need. Uh, a means to an end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a means to an end. Like you need like, a certain amount of it at a given point, but like once you hit that certain amount, and once you're like at a comfortable amount, I feel like any more money than that is like fucking like it means nothing in my personal opinion. No, I hard agree. And like the only reason I want to have a lot of money is because I want to take care of those who took care of me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the, the that's been my main drive. That's the thing that fulfills me is helping those I care about. Yeah. There's two things that fulfill me, I guess. That and I very much enjoy making content with my friends specifically, but I enjoy making content in general. Right. And I learned that while I was just while I had four years of like formative years just downtime. Just like being bedridden, you know? Yeah, not being able like, to do fucking nothing. I just had time to think. There'd be multiple days where everybody's at work all day. And I'm just there. And I can't get out of bed. So I'm just laying there and thinking, researching, doing shit on my phone, you know? 
and like like i i don't know that's this the only thing the only reason i ever want to be what other people would call successful it's just to take care of the homies and shit yeah take care of their homies take care of their families take care of the people that took care of you like i am the type of person that would like like let's say there came a situation where like let's say i could harbor all of your guys's negative emotions i would happily take that all away from you and keep it all to myself so that you guys could live better lives that's the kind of person i am at my heart in my core i feel that shit yeah so like like my oh, I my fucking most feel that shit. my most ideal plan would be like i get let's say i get filthy stupid successful top of everything 100 million dollar joe rogan deal i would take care of you guys to a point where you can just enjoy your life while you're young you know what i'm saying that's that's yeah. all i would do i wouldn't i don't care about having the fucking three hundred thousand dollar lamborghini that shit means nothing to me no if i have stupid money y'all are set for life same yeah same yeah like that's like, the only <laughs> reason i would grind that out i felt like the first thing of my funds are going to okay make sure i'm set for life awesome everyone else i know is set for life awesome now don't we just fucking enjoy. care what i'm doing with the rest of this money now we <laughs> yeah. just enjoy like we just have fun enjoy the time donate fucking half this money to charity fucking throw a little bit in the back pocket just in case some shit happens and then the rest of it just fucking i don't know fucking put it in a bank account or some shit don't need more to i'm just gonna enjoy we're gonna fucking travel we're gonna fucking just live our lives the way like not having to slave away for 60 years for retirement i hate oh try to fund a global global warning a global warming crisis solution I would love to try that, but I just feel like, and this is just like, it, it's out of my ass, but it, it just feels like such a losing battle. Yeah, fuck it, I'm down to fight it. We're I, I, I would dog. love to try so hard, but you can't stop corporations from doing what they do, and they're so scummy. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Um, but I think that's something that you have to like take into account in, as well. No, I agree. It's, like a, and, it's, it's and a group it's, effort type of thing, and not everybody's going to participate in that group effort of like stopping it, stopping it. So you got to come up with something that just like fucking. If there was any kind of thing negates that it I in the first place, like if there was any specific thing that I could do to cut back, you know, like without having to change my whole lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm not in a situation where I can just ride a bike everywhere. Like it's just that's not the reality for me, you know. Yeah. But like, like I recycle. You know, I do the little things that I can do. Yeah. But I don't do what's in your power. Past that, like I would if there was a, a better cut solution, guidelines, things that I could follow that would help, I would help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Coming from a uh very uninformed person on the subject, so keep that in mind as I say this. Uh but like if we could just find a way to like fucking get rid of carbon dioxide in the first place like have some sort of like machinery in the air it's just like uh the thing that like always comes to my brain when i fucking like think about this before i like go to sleep and shit because sometimes this hits my brain right like i've talked about this before Mm -hmm. um like if you had a way to like fucking take the carbon dioxide and like nullify it to a certain extent or change it into a different like a molecular like makeup um i think that would be huge but it's in terms of like the scale of it itself right because you have to have like a scale of it to where it's like doing it enough on the earth to counteract it in the first place and then at the same time we have to like try and reverse the effects of what's already happening so it's like do we need to like strengthen our atmosphere or something like that or like what's what's do we have to cool the world world off in some sort of way i don't think like cooling the world is necessarily the right thing i'm looking for but kind of like re-strengthen our atmosphere to stop uh everything that's like going on up there with like uh the greenhouse effects and shit 
mm-hmm. and have like all this shit coming down and shit, but some way to like cool it off, I guess, like generalizing it a little bit, but right. Those... Yeah, I think about this shit a lot, but it, if I had stupid money, I'd definitely try and put money towards it. No, and I, I and that's a very noble cause. There's there's something that actually already exists that does exactly what you're saying, Ross, and that's that's a part that baffles me is uh i i haven't done a ton of research on it i legitimately only saw one video on it but it was just this big like just a facility basically that literally sucks in the co2 from the atmosphere and pushes it really deep like super deep underground miles deep underground and converts it into a molecular structure that resemble molecular structure sorry that resembles um ethanol um so they can actually they've been able to convert the carbon dioxide from the atmosphere into fuel that can be used for cars and obviously burns a lot cleaner than you know regular fossil fuels because it ethanol already burns a lot cleaner and since this is already converted and basically recycled co2 that's already been in the atmosphere there's not as much co2 for it to burn off when it actually is combusted but the thing is is that no major corporation no no nobody is going to back it right now because fossil fuels are such a money maker and they're going to continue to be a money maker until they're completely gone. But at the same time, our, our world's already past like the uh, uh, extent of like the tipping point. So like, not only do we have to manage the CO2 in the air in the first place, but we also have to find a way to pretty much reverse time in a sense of like um, making our world to where it's not heating up consistently. But if we were, able I don't know if it's to... something we do like atmosphere based or if it's something we do in terms of like a temperature based type of thing which i i don't even think is like scientifically possible i guess like the atmosphere thing is even like crazy to think about in the first place but you'd have to like find something that would like uh reinforce pretty much like our world's protective barrier as weird as it sounds but if um, we were able from like the to... sunlight rays and shit that causes like this heating to cause because even if we're like cutting down on the co2 it we're still at a point where our earth is like continuously heating up Right. But, but so it's like even if we stop it, it's already at a really bad point. <laughs> I think if we were able to convert to that, then the focus can switch. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot more effort. Oh, hundred percent. Me and Bean had the same conversation about this. Yeah, it's like, like something that helps in the first place is something that's like really fucking like it would help a lot in terms of like resource allocation towards that's our first uh, big a final step. solution. Yeah, our first big step into the solution. And if if everybody could switch their focus from we need to stop CO2 to we need to figure out how to like fix what we've already done, then, you know, the world's smartest, smartest minds, people who figured out how to do what he said, convert CO2 to ethanol, can figure out the other part of it more than likely, I feel like, over time. Yeah, yeah, and it's all on the scale of like the CO2 conversion, right? Because you can only have so much of it in one spot. And even if you're sucking it in from the air, you're not sucking it in from everything within the earth, or not within the earth, but like surrounding the earth, like yeah. in the atmosphere and shit. Um, they, would, they would need multiple facilities and they say yeah. that too, like it would need to be backed by multiple countries and they need to have like spread out across the globe to actually like have a huge effect but yeah yeah it's just the scale of doing something like that is so nuts and even the scale of doing something of like uh trying to fix what we've already done in a sense of like uh i don't know prevent the ice caps from melting and shit uh right. try and run back the temperature just a little bit along with the atmosphere um maybe that would help in the long run but at the same time it's like there's already been changes like the animals are already like still changing to it and given it's not fast enough to a certain extent but it's like what do you risk in the first place of that happening too because like people are already adjusting to it animals are already adjusting to it to a certain extent but 
Right. And the long run of things, it's eventually going to be uninhabitable, you know? So it's like, yeah. a, what's that sweet spot that you're looking for? Like, what's that Goldilocks zone that we're already in, but we've ruined, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, I got Which another... is also crazy in the first place, but go I got for another it. scenario. Yeah. Have either of you seen the movie Fight Club? Yes. Okay, you know there's that one scene where that dude pulls out a gun on the other guy and puts it to his head? Mm-hmm. And he's, like, basically asking him, like, if you, or I, I guess, like, let's say you're going to die right now, right? Or you're going to yeah. die tomorrow. Um, what would you have, what, what were your aspirations in school to be? What would you be doing instead right now? You know? Do you remember uh, that part of the movie? Yeah, but can you rephrase what you just said? I didn't quite understand what you meant by yeah. that. Like, like, what, like, what were your aspirations to be in, in school? You know, like, what did you want to be? Not in high school, per se, because that's when you had to, like, start dreaming more realistically, I think. Right. In terms of, like, your own capabilities. But, like, let's say when you were first posed that question in elementary school... People said, like, oh, astronaut, pilot, you know, things like that, like, president, you know? And then, also, he's like, what would you, what would you be today if you weren't where you are now? You know what I'm saying? So, I guess that's... If you weren't where you were now, where would you be? What would you do? Like, let's say I was holding a gun to your head, and I'm telling you, you're gonna die right now. What would you, like, if you weren't where you are right now, what would you be doing? Or, like... Where would you, like, idealistically, you know? Like, what's the thing you wish you would have done? That, that, yeah. Sorry. What do you okay. wish you would rather, like, what do you wish you would be doing right now? Yes. Because, like, at, in the movie, he does that, and the dude's like, I would have been a computer engineer. He's like, well, I'm not going to kill you, but you have to go be a computer engineer. And then, like, the other dude's like, well, why'd you do that? And he's like, dude, tomorrow's going to be the best day of his life. He's going to quit his job and go follow his passion. What would be your passion, I guess, is a better question. What would you, you're put in that same scenario, what would be your answer? Christian, you got one off the top of your head? I mean, the first one that comes to mind and like something that I, it, it seems kind of like basic and lame, but. No, there's no I, I wanted, basic answer. I wanted to be a, just a teacher for a long time because I, like, even as a kid, like, I don't know, like, I, I, I don't want to say I was mature for my age or anything like that, but I did understand that, like, teachers do a lot, especially good teachers, do a lot to help, you know, growing generations and, and create people, good people, for the next generations. And as well as I, I, I've always had an innate enjoyment of teaching and, a, you know, like, professing what I know to other people and sharing my knowledge. And so I always thought, like, to be a teacher of some sort would be a good path for me just because I like to help people for one, you know, like we've already expressed earlier, like we all just enjoy helping people innately. I think, you know, especially when people that are close to us, but uh, I just thought it was always really like a noble kind of cause to be a teacher and sit here and deal with all these fucking kids <laughs> and keep your cool at that and teach them every day this stuff, because you know that it's going to to provide them a better future. You know, I think to double on your point, like now that we're out of school and we've been out of school for like half a decade um the only teachers you really remember are the best ones and the worst ones yeah the ones in the middle i find myself just like escaping my mind entirely oh yeah yeah but like you really remember the teachers that made an impact on you and that 
made a horrible impact on you. Right. Right. So I, 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 I understand that. I, I really get that. You have Jordan, one round? Anything hit your brain? Oh, I shit. would be doing I, this. Like this. Exactly what you're doing right now. But I would have started way sooner. Fair. Yeah. You would have gotten serious about it way sooner. Yes. Like even, even if I could go back to the beginning of 2019, I would have been taking it way more seriously than I was taking my stupid job that I don't even like anymore. Yeah. Just putting all your effort into the fucking this instead. Yeah, just full sending it. And like, if I had started even like, like I, my, my initial, my real start where I started recording stuff was like 2019. And where I started improving and like looking at speech things and how to like talk better and get my points out better. Like little things that I know I needed. Um, like if I had started back when like, let's say Black Ops came out, we'd be a lot bigger than we are now. And not that that's, oh, yeah. like, my end goal. I just, like, my, my first goal is to start a community. I want to be able to have not so much peers, but people that, like, like a, a, a group of people that I can say, like what I do, I like who they are, not like a like parasocial way. Like-minded but like, individuals. Yes, like-minded individuals who I feel like are good people. Now, I can't say that for everybody that may be a fan because I don't know them personally, but just I want to have a community of like-minded people that genuinely, like, I enjoy the interaction that we have together. Right. So, like, I would do this but start a lot sooner so that, like, because now I feel like we're in such a, like, a content drought for games and like the the main medium that i choose to express myself in mm-hmm. whereas before i could sit down and play i could actually just play smite for 14 hours and see no problem with it i could play black ops for 14 hours and see no problem with it you know and now it's there like are a I lot more options my... to play yeah and i now i find they're it fresh difficult to play because like all i play is the same shit i've always played now like rocket league we can play it for right. two three hours but by two three hours i'm kind of burnt Ah, but it's so good. It is so good. And I'm not trying to say it's any worse than it is, but before I could play Rocket League for nine hours and still Mm -hmm. be like, like somebody gets off, so I get off, but I'm still like, damn, I have that itch to play. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's something I've noticed too. It's like, I can't sit there and do like extended uh, periods of like uh, fucking gaming for like super long amounts of time. But I can if the game's right. Yeah, even when I'm playing like, I got maybe New World's not the right game for it, but like even playing New World, which is an MMORPG, which is my favorite fucking genre, um, which I think it's a good game. It's an enjoyable game to play, but I can't sit there for fucking like more than like three hours. But it it comes like like with most games nowadays, I can't sit on them for more than three hours. I feel like it comes down to the community. I feel like I'm just playing too much. I just feel like it comes down to the people around you because like, like I, I had felt that same way for a long time. Monster Hunter World came out. We put in 120 hours in the first four days. <laughs> okay, we did. We did. Kingdom Hearts one. 3 came out. Hearts Me 3. and you didn't sleep for like two days just yeah. playing at your house. We took time off of work for that. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, and it, we pumped. We did play for like fucking 18 hours. Straight. Like imagine New World. And then except, we snacked and then played for another 18 hours. Imagine New World except me, you, like all the boys played it at the same time on drop day. Do you think you yeah. would have been able to sit there and play that for 24 hours, like straight up, if we were all committed for 24 hours? I think if the conditions were right, yeah. But, but I'm saying, like, I, I could do that before, like, by myself. But I just think it's different because you've evolved into a more social gamer. Like, 
That may be true. Like your enjoyment comes more from just playing the game to playing the game with people. And the yeah. people around you make or break the experience more or less. Because like after that initial New World grind came out for you, you haven't been playing it as much as far as I know. And you haven't been talking about it as much. Yeah, I, I've slowed down a lot on it. Yeah, and that's... I feel It's like still it's, fun, but it's like, I don't know. I can't play it for long periods of time. Like, there's very few games nowadays I can play for, like, extended periods of time. And I think it's just like, because of how you've evolved as the kind of interactions you enjoy in a game. Yeah, maybe it's like, just because, like, it's very rare for two people to be on and playing the same game for 10 hours straight, you know? Exactly. So it's like there's very few opportunities for me to actually be on and be playing for 10 hours straight. Exactly. So be like, oh, like, I want to do something else instead. Or, like, I want to watch a video or I kind of want to chill. Whereas, like, you're playing for, like, three hours and you're like, no, nah, I want to keep fucking playing, you know? But, like, when you have that new, new experience, like, a truly new experience. Because, like, don't get me wrong, it's a new MMO. But an I don't, MMO... I don't do it as often as I used to. I just think, I guess like, is a better way to say it. You've played so much MMO that at your core, it's the same game. Like, yes, you it's... could say that for any genre. And there's... Dude, it's been... Listen the mmorpg community shout out to all my homies out there we've been fucked for so long <laughs> yeah we've been fucked for so long it's actually been too damn long since we've had like a fucking decent mmo come out i say decent but i mean like an actual like good good mmo because like you had guild wars very good you had world of warcraft very good uh even runescape even runescape very good I would argue Final Fantasy fourteen is very yeah. good for a lot of people. Unfortunately, that's not my style. Yeah. Very good now. Yeah, yeah. Very good now. Um, it's not my style, which is unfortunate, but it'd be like that sometimes. And I know yeah. a lot of people that share my same uh, thoughts on it as well. Yeah. But it is a good game. I will say objectively, like for MMORPG players, that's probably like the MMORPG to play right now. Um, I would argue even over New World. I think uh, Final Fantasy fourteen is way better than New World. New World just needs to like branch out still. It still needs to but expand. We've been fucked for so long, bro. Like, yeah. World of Warcraft was, like, the last, like, decent, decent shit that came out, and that came out in, like, fucking 2002. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like, because MMOs are so... Guild Wars like, 2 was okay on release, but it grew fucking stale. Like, it's just, all of them grow stale nowadays. Uh, all Like, any good one grows stale very fast. So people stop playing it. Whereas, like, World of Warcraft kept on getting updates for a long time. And given right now, it's fucking ass, but... The community was in a lot better spot for it. Maybe it's the MMO community, but I don't know. That's a deeper conversation to have. I think some of that goes just goes into like how long you might have been playing it. Because like honestly, as a new player to WoW, I I'm enjoying it thoroughly. I mean, like, granted, I haven't gotten to even the Shadowland stuff yet, but it's still like there's a lot of content there. And I know that there was like a big lull with it where it was just like not good, especially like Warcraft 3 era stuff like that like people did not like it but i think like i don't know i feel like there's a lot of companies that are doing like they're realizing that their stuff is getting stale and trying to do more and that's why i think like final fantasy 14 now works a lot more for a lot of people because they've kind of they've beefed up their world their world building more for one as well as the customization options and the actual like immersiveness of the games I think it's going in an upward direction, but I do agree that for a long time, like MMORPGs have been kind of bleh. I mean, it's definitely going then, in an upward direction. It's a really fucking good game. Like, and don't what get about me stuff wrong. Stuff like Dark Souls. Dark Souls, I fucking love Dark Souls, but that's yeah. not. I I would argue that that's not a true MMORPG oh, in a sense of like scale. That's fair. Because you're not having more than like we'll five people yeah. on one map. You know, it's an action yeah. RPG. Action RPG. That's my bad. Yeah, but that's fair. 
I guess I just like the the massive scale of it is when I consider it uh, like a true MMORPG. But an MMO but at the same time, it's like literally the MMO is massively multiplayer online. So yes. yeah, <laughs> kind of. Which Dark, Dark, Dark Souls is like I, I would argue Dark Souls is like a. It's just an ARPG. Mm, yeah, I guess ARPG. if you count the battling part and the PvP part, I guess you might have to it in there, but no, yeah. it, it lacks like, the massive. It's just yeah. an ARPG. Like you can have max eight people. It's an ARPG. Yeah, yeah. But Dark Souls That's... was fucking good. It's Dark a good Souls game, don't get me wrong. Good. It's just not an MMO. Yeah, yeah. And, like, MMOs all follow a specific formula, you know? You're not really... Like, like most of the time you do in the game is grind. And, like, Dark Souls yeah. isn't really the same because you don't... You're not forced to grind. You grind because you choose to, because you want specific loot, whatever, whatever. You, you grind when you get into it. You can go through that whole game and not grind. Yeah, right. you could just. But play once it. you start getting into it, you start grinding a little bit, which I would yeah, argue is the same for most MMORPGs. Ah, not the same. Definitely not. Because I feel to like beat the main do... story of some, you have to really. Yeah, fucking I was gonna grind. say to, to do end bosses and raids, which is like the yeah. highest peak yeah. of those games, the biggest draw. There's a PvP, lot of grinding. You gotta grind out good gear, otherwise but the you're grind just... is the fun part, dude. At least that's when it's good. Like when an MMORPG is good, is when the grinding is enjoyable. And I don't know what dictates it specifically. There's a lot of different factors that go into it. I don't think you can say like one thing specifically, but like the combat in it, the atmosphere of like the dungeons and shit, uh, how the community is, how popular it is. I would argue like uh, the health of an MMO is highly dependent off of how many people are playing it. Because that's kind of like the whole purpose of an MMO in the first place, right? Massively right. multiplayer. It has yeah, to be in order, always going to come In order to for your MMO to be successful, you have to have a lot of people playing it. <laughs> Got to have a community. It's, otherwise, your game's going to... Your MMO is going to die. Not your game, but your MMO is going to die. Yeah. Because yeah. you can so, still play some older MMOs that are good. It's just like the player base is dead. So it's like... You just kind of feel bad for playing it. Because you know in the end, it's like you're going to have very few people that you can actually play with. Okay, right. to get off the topic of MMOs and divert back to the question yeah. at hand. <laughs> Sorry, you got, you got me hooked on one of my favorite things, bro. Well, it's just because I was talking about, like, we, we got into a conversation, like a sub-conversation, about how, like, games are, like, it's hard to just sit down and grind a game for 10 hours. Yeah, and I think, yeah. <laughs> I think in the end, we agreed, like, because we are all, and I don't even think it's, like, hugely social. We're just so social with each other and our, our instinctive group that we all play with, usually. Yeah. That like the most enjoyment for me comes from a game where I can sit down with four to twelve of my like close friends and we all have the time to put in and yeah. just play it. Like it, it has to be it doesn't have to be like the newest experience. It could be a shooter, but it has to be a good shooter that everybody can find something enjoyable in. Because like we tried like like we did Black Ops 3, right? Everybody yeah. liked Black Ops 3 for the most part. Some people had a gripe with the movement, but for the most part, we liked it. Four was boots on the ground. Oh. There was a little oh. bit of abilities. We grinded oh. the fuck out of that. Right after the multiplayer grind died, the, the battle royale grind just Black boomed yeah. immediately. <laughs> yeah. I've put Black in out, probably easily 500 hours into Blackout alone. Now, the next step from that was Modern Warfare. That, that was not Tragic. the game for me. I don't <laughs> like the engine of that game at all. So... That, that, like, split our group right down the middle where half of us liked it and half of us hated it. Yeah. yeah. So then that grind that people felt to play just died because half our group was like, I don't want to play it. Yeah. yeah, I still enjoyed playing it, but I didn't play it nearly as much. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's, that's what happens. So, like, the game doesn't have to necessarily be the newest experience, 
but it has to be new and enjoyable for each one of us individually so that we all feel like putting in the time because it's we're all gamers like at joint. heart it's like the yeah. joint effort it's like we want to show off to each other you know yes because it, it's like oh shit i'm playing with the homie i want to show off to the homie and then it's right. like you don't have the homie there it's like ah fuck it i'm just fucking fucking around and shit. I'm just sandbagging like it doesn't matter yeah i'm either sandbagging or like destroying a lobby and that's or why I'm i think like eating my ass off and it just doesn't matter that's where i think monster hunter shone so well through our group because oh, like yeah. i had played monster hunter bird had played monster hunter caboose had played monster hunters in the past you guys hadn't ever played a monster hunter and that, so game, <laughs> that game was, was so, so like like all the mechanics that were annoying in the older ones and not so user friendly were polished up and dusted off just because they knew the scope of a big console release yeah so like, and it worked so well in their it favor. worked so well and it, it was so much fun to just fuck up a monster a for 20 game. fucking minutes you know yeah with four of the boys like it was such a good so like it doesn't have to be the most new polished experience i feel like it just has to be unique and enjoyable enough to make me want to put in the grind because kingdom hearts 3 was a single player game and granted i'm heavily invested in it and i got all of you heavily invested in it but like it was enjoyable to everybody that i know that got invested into it like i know some people have gripes with it and that's fine you're welcome to have your own opinion but to me, it, it had everything that I wanted on top of having the gameplay that I was looking for. To where all of my friends did enjoy it, even if we enjoyed it separately, it was something to connect on. And that was like the last huge game grind I've done. I was so hyped too, because it was like, that was my first time playing like a Kingdom Hearts game on release after I was already like super invested into it yeah because we were just talking about fucking theories before because i got super Dude. into the story of it because you used to talk oh. about it and i was like oh fuck i gotta go check this shit out and i watched like fucking 50 hours worth of content on fucking the kingdom hearts story itself i feel like because that's how kingdom hearts is but i feel like i must have been the most annoying person back then man <laughs> no it was good because i was interested in it there was a string it, it, it was like interesting and then the music was super fucking good too it's crazy. Like, I, I, I like started like like look, looking at things, and I played like Birth by Sleep once, and then I was like, oh yeah, I remember this shit. And then uh, I forget. I think you showed me like a song or some shit. Probably. And I looked into the Kingdom Hearts music, and fucking that shit was gas. That's like my favorite part about the Kingdom Hearts series. I uh, think... like that series has the best music in my personal opinion. But I'm I extremely th- biased in the sense I love that music. I think that um, I think from 2017 to 2019. There was not a single day that I didn't think about King of Hearts. There wasn't. Like, that shit was r- so rent-free in my mind. I, I can attest to that. There was not. Every, every day it was something new of like, okay, dude, listen to this. And I was yeah. here for it because I love Kingdom Hearts too. But it, it, there, that was, that's accurate. There was not a day. <laughs> and as the day got closer to it releasing, it just like more and more of my mind was just filled <laughs> with it. Like yeah, I could escape it, pumped, pumped it, and the then, songs. dude, anal- oh my god, dude, and Ross listening to the Japanese version of fucking "Don't Think Twice" to infer yeah. anything we could. To, yep, 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 yep. We, oh my god, looking up yeah. translated lyrics and shit. We were going hard on theories for a minute. Mm-hmm. I I really thought my King of Hearts theory was like pretty on key at the time, and then I was like, okay. <laughs> dude, you said maybe, that, dude. Maybe this is fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking so deep into things. I was like, huh. Oh. Like sitting there, brain churning, fucking steam coming out of my brain, doing calculations that are like visually represented in my brain on my like vision. 
Just like, uh, and then, okay, never mind. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. All right. I'm going to let you answer the question and then I think we should wrap up because we're at an hour and a half. Yeah. True. What's what, so, wait, what's the question? What passion job would you be following? Like that was where this started. Cause I said oh, streaming fuck. and then I talked about like how, like back yeah, then yeah, I yeah. would had shit to play, but we hit on. a fatty tangent. My bad. No, it's all good. It's all good. It's good combo. <laughs> um, never, never feel bad about tangenting off. I'm just going to try to like, if it's something I brought up, I'm going to try to push back. Yeah, started yeah, yeah. So we can finish the thought. I, th this is kind of like a weird thing for me because like, this is something I can still do and I still am debating doing. Um, and I don't really have like a reason for it stopping me rather than maybe like laziness or like complacentness or like oh, we content talked about with this my life. Too long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I'd probably be like, oh man, like if we're talking true passion, passion, I'd probably be an astronomer. That's what I love the most yeah. in terms of like, just like learning information about it and like how much it like, I don't know how to explain it, man, but just like the act alone of like looking up at the stars, it just like. It, it leaves me in awe like it, it's like truly like uh it's like an amazing thing to look at just like the scale of everything it's just fucking it blows my mind every time it's nuts to me and when i start like looking up information on it i get really fucking into it i start reading like all these different things because it's like super interesting to me it's like okay like how these all different like bodies in the sky are like moving and like the vastness of it in general is just fucking like it's beautiful to me it's like true like art it's like i don't know it's fucking crazy for me to look at and it's crazy that it exists in the first place that's and just like how everything that goes feels. on behind it yeah yes. mm -hmm. it's just i don't know there's something about it that every time i think about it every time i like look at the sky every time i like read any information about it or like watch a video on about it it's always just like it leaves me in a state of like bewilderment yeah, it's just wow yeah Would every time i watch it it's just pure then? wow uh i don't think i'd be an astronaut that doesn't like interest me too much there like it is really cool don't get me wrong but like i enjoy the aspect of like like true end goal passion would be like discovering new things in terms of like how the universe works and shit. Yeah. And being like fair. really deep into it, like theoretical, like physics and shit like that. Um, but yeah, that's like what really gets me going. So I'd like want to be like, <laughs> anytime anybody used to ask me about this question when I was going for astrophysics, they'd be like, what do you want to be? I'm like, I don't know. I just want to like research shit and just like fucking find out information about it and i was like i didn't really have like a job title that i could think of that i like specifically would want to go into because like there's no job title that like describes like specifically like <laughs> the love i have for it i guess but it's like yeah. i just want to sit there and like learn new information and try and like figure out different things about like how the universe works and why these things happen and like what goes into like how all these different bodies move how they're formed how they interact with each other how like the universe itself is affected by these bodies being present and shit it's just it's so nuts to me is that not a theoretical physicist? Uh, I mean, yeah, but it's like... <laughs> I don't know what that job what am I, what, what, entirely is. Yeah, it's like, what, what, what do you describe as your job title, you know? It's like a... Theoretical physicist. Who's, who's going to pay me to sit there and just fucking look at shit other than like working for NASA or some shit? And then even NASA. then, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I mean, NASA or I, any other... Like, I don't, I don't want to be like defined by like a... This is going to sound really dumb of me to say, but like, I don't want to be like defined by like... I want to be able to like work with a team and shit. Don't get me wrong, because I want like a whole lot of different like like-minded people like trying to figure out different things and shit. But I want it to be more of like an open like open like rhetoric behind it, where it's like we're not like all focused on like one specific thing, but we're all thinking of these different different things, and then we like all come together and like split ideas and stuff on it, almost so like an academic want, group. You want to recreate 
2017 to 2019, me talking about Kingdom Hearts, but with space. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Where it's me, you, Sharp Caboose, Christian, just talking about Kingdom Hearts every fucking day, coming up with different theories, doing research, finding our own proof in what they say. Yeah, and but, I would want to, like, publish the shit. I'd want to, like, have it, like, peer-reviewed by, like, other scientists and shit to, like, see, like, like what are, what are, what's the actual, like, probability of these, like, things being possible to do. I don't think that's not a title titleable job. I just don't think you know what the title is. Yeah, I don't know what the title is. Definitely but... that. I, there's no way that doesn't exist because then this new, like, research about them finding new planets and other galaxies far as fuck away, you know? Stuff like that yeah. wouldn't exist without somebody doing that job. Yeah, I want to do shit like that. That's, like, I mean, my true passion, but... Yeah. That, that more or less <laughs> is what astronomers do, because, I mean, like, a lot of it is kind of like a guess-and-check system from what I understand. Like, obviously, they have the information they have thus far, you know, as far as space and, and how the planetary systems work, but it's kind of just like, well, I wonder if uh, I point this telescope over here based on my <laughs> hunch about this, if I'll find something. And then they do, and they're like, shit, I'm so smart. It's time <laughs> to do a lot of math. <laughs> and yeah. paperwork yeah <laughs> but yeah that's the shit that really drives gets you me yeah, going that would be my like, like true passion. passion yeah makes sense but i guess like a place coming from like contentness is like i really do enjoy my life and that is something i could push for at the same time too but yeah no i mean you don't just because it's your passion doesn't mean you necessarily have to chase it you can still be passionate about something and enjoy where you are you know yeah, I don't need it to define the entirety of my life. I think there's I a guess, lot of different things that I want to experience as well. In a way, it's the same. Like, I want to be a content creator for sure. I don't, I have no aspiration to overthrow PewDiePie, you know, in 100 million subs. I don't care. Yeah. I just want, I want to be a content creator to a point where I am stable and just yeah. able to do that. Yeah, my true passion is just to fucking enjoy life and i hate oh, a place yeah, where yeah. i can do that dude when when i like no cap when i was in the sixth grade they made us all decide like closer to like the end of sixth grade they're like okay we're gonna ask you again because we have your answers from way before uh about what you guys want to do when you grow up and they didn't have my answers because i didn't go to that school at all like i had moved here from a different country so um <laughs> uh they had asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, and no cap, I said happy, and people laughed at me in class. But no, like, I think that's a wonderful goal to have. I think yeah. like the pursuit of happiness in itself is like a super important thing that people need to focus more on. Like, if I was a smarter, but you also can't let it consume you. You know, no, no. But I think it's something you have to actively chase. Yes. Like you can't just say like, "Oh, I want to be happy." It's like I don't know. It, it reminds me of like. Like when people tell me they want to travel, right? And then mm -hmm. years go by and they make no aspiration to travel. And it's like, dude, you could just set aside $100 for a year and then travel in a year. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Like, like $1,200, if you're just focusing on yourself traveling, is enough money to pretty much go anywhere for an amount of time. Yeah. But like, like it's something you have to actively want and know what that is you know what i'm saying you have to be yeah. you can't just be like i want to be happy i don't have enough money to be happy money will bring me happiness it's not true and, and the sad truth is it's a lot easier for some people and it's a lot harder for other people yeah because everybody has a different <laughs> wildly thing. different because yeah. everybody has a different thing because like some people can 
Like, there's plenty of people who have way less than what I have now, who are entirely happy and content with what they have, you know? Yeah. Yes. It's just the truth. Like, and I think, like, for me, mine's a little bit different because I've spent a majority of my life unhappy. Yeah. So, like, for me, it's a lot harder to achieve happiness because I have to refine what happiness is. Yeah, you don't, like, know the true definition of happiness, at least for yourself, you know? Yeah. If you're not experiencing it in the first place, I guess. Yeah, and I haven't experienced it for so long. So it's like, like, there's a lot of moments in my life where I could be like, oh, I was happy here. But it's like, I wasn't happy. I was happy in the moment, you know? I was enjoying a moment that happened, but that is not... I wasn't happy inside. I was just yeah. blissfully distracted. Yeah. Blissfully distracted is a beautiful way to describe it. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, that. it's like, it's a lot of how I felt last year when I kind of stopped playing video games and I stopped making content, stopped streaming so much. It's because those things, I had them in such a great quantity because I was at home that it stopped fulfilling me at all. I was getting yeah. no enjoyment from it. I was just going through the motions. Yeah, I played so many games during COVID, and then at one point, I just stopped. <laughs> I just uh, I was streaming every day. We were growing. We were doing good. And then it was just like, I was going to go live one day, and then I was having some technical issues, and I was like, dude, I don't want to do this right now. Like, I just want to relax and just, like, unwind after work. I don't want to jump into a stream that I have no ideas for, that I'm not, like, I don't feel, you know? Yeah. There wasn't enough, like, diversity in your day, whereas, like, I feel like I'm on autopilot type of thing, you know? Yeah, it just, it, like, after doing it for a couple months, I just started to feel the same. So I had to refine what in content making makes me passionate, what entertainment values I want to instill into people who decide to watch me, you know? Yeah, kind of redefining yourself, in a sense. In that and, and like, like, to a lesser extent, finding why the thing that brings me happiness brings me happiness why i want to share my own passion which is content creation and entertainment with other people like understanding what... yourself is one of the most important things in life bro yes yes yeah hard agree understanding yourself is so important hard and i think so many people get caught up in their day-to-day -day that they don't take the time to do it and then find themselves unhappy in the future i think that's where the midlife crisis comes from yeah probably yeah. like you just get so caught up in the day-to-day -day life and the, oh, I have to work this job. I have to have a family. I have to, like, all these things that you feel like you have to do that you really don't. Like, right. you, you do have to work a job, potentially. Like, you have to at least give yourself the basic necessities. Provide for yourself. But past that, like, you don't have to have a family. You don't have to go to college. You don't have yeah. to give yourself that level of stress. If you feel like you can't handle it, you fucking can't handle it, dude. Find yourself based before off you... your individual self. Yeah, find yourself before you let somebody else tell you what yourself is. Yeah. Within reason. Right. Within reason. Within reason. Usually. Within reason. Like, don't just yeah. give up on everything because you're not feeling it, you know? Yeah. At least try. You have to give yourself a level of drive because you don't want to content, come, become content with doing nothing. If you feel like you're not enjoying something, understand why you're not enjoying it. Before Rather than giving like, up. I'm not enjoying this and I'm stopping. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Be like, am I not enjoying this because it's not going towards, like... I guess like what I'm trying to say is like if you're not enjoying something because it's in the moment but it's like at the same time it's going towards something that's in the end like already bringing you joy in the first place like the journey of it itself it's like like doing homework some some shit like dumb shit like that oh but... my god don't get me started on homework <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm, I'm not. I'm not because we've been on for a fucking minute. But it's an hour yeah. forty three. Understand why something is not bringing you enjoyment, rather than just knowing that it's not bringing you enjoyment and then acting right away. Yeah, don't don't cold turkey shit for sure. Like, Always understand why. Understand your reasoning behind it. I think the most important thing you can do... And if do, you're just feeling something, understand that you're feeling something. And understand yeah. that you probably won't understand why you're feeling something. But still feel the emotion, because that emotion is important. The it's most hitting you on a subconscious level way differently than how you can like justify it in the first place. Like, I feel your emotions when you feel them. The most important thing that you can do, and like advice that I'd give people, is think for yourself. Don't think for other people. You have to learn how to think for yourself and with yourself, I think. You know? Yeah. You have to learn, yeah. like, like, like you said, finding yourself is important, but understanding yourself is a big part of finding yourself. Know what makes you tick. Know what, what brings you happiness, what brings you unhappiness. Why you do things. Why, like, like, it's so important to be able to just, like, give yourself space to think. Don't overthink yourself, because that leads to unhappiness. But give yourself space to just figure yourself out. It's the most important thing in growing up. Take everything in moderation. Yes. Thinking too much can harm you more than it can hurt you. Yeah, from a, from a personal place, I can attest to all of that. Spent too much time, like like you had mentioned before, like how we met with my shitty parent situation. Like I spent a lot of time thinking about how I could better their lives and what I could do to, to help them and how I could be different to help them better. To appease them. Exactly. But the whole time, all I'm doing is really... I'm not, one, I'm not paying attention to myself and losing myself in the process. And it wasn't until I was able to disconnect myself from that situation on, on a couple of different occasions that I was able to see that, like, I don't, I didn't know me. And now I'm in a spot where I can finally, like, express me again and I can be me. And, you know, like, I can enjoy playing games again. You know, like what you were saying earlier, I found out that my reason for not enjoying games for a long time was because of my situation. I still guilt. love games. You felt guilt. But when yeah. you played them, you explained that to me. You a felt guilty yeah. when you played them because you could be doing that other things at the time to better other people's situations. When in reality, you just like, like, I feel like it's just like, it's, it's bad parenting, in my opinion, to burden your kid down with all this shit that you want them to do. Let them be their fucking selves. The reason I am the way I am is because my parents gave me the space, like, even though there were some things that they didn't handle well, they, the, neither of them handled me being depressed well at all. They handled it a lot better with my sister. But with me, they didn't handle it. They didn't know how to handle it, so they ignored it. Right. And, like, with me, they always gave me the space to be and think for myself. In a situation like, like, they gave me the freedom to go out and experience parties and whatnot and whatnot. They didn't hound me when I came home to see if I had let's say i drank at a party or i smoked at a party i didn't get hounded at the door to find out that information but there were days where i went out and i drank and the next two days i was fucking miserable because i got way too hammered and i threw up all night and i just felt like shit and that was just a learning experience they talked to me afterwards they were like hey don't fucking do that you know i'm not gonna tell you how to live your life but be in control yeah so I, I think it's bad parenting, but don't let your bad childhood or bad parenting define your life. Exactly. It, and it's, it's so easy for, you know, for anybody that, that is listening that maybe is going through the same thing or has gone through the same thing. It's, it's not forever. Way more, it, for one. Well, 
Yes, definitely. Yeah, but... shout out my parents for being fucking sick nasty. And really like my definitely. parents were cool, but they were not cool with school. My God, it's just no, it's... my mom was always super supportive. My dad was super supportive too. He pushed a little bit harder, but he That's had good, good intention. I think it's good to motivate your kids and try to give them a drive. But like, there's a big difference between over pushing. Like, like I would come home with a B, and that shit was being grounded for three months. Like that's too much. Yeah, for sure. I I can't. I'm not perfect. I'm really not. Right. I'm far from it. Yeah, but I'm sorry to cut you off. Continue, Christian. No, no, y'all good. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, it's it's perfectly possible for anybody that is in a situation where they feel like they don't really have a whole lot of control over their lives, or they're in a position where their parents or really anybody, a boss, you know, whatever, that you feel like they're dictating what you have to do or who you have to be, it's still perfectly possible and totally attainable to remove yourself from that situation. Um, or even if you don't remove yourself from that situation to find yourself and keep a, a sense of self and individuality, even in a, a time or a situation of constant beration to, to be something else. Like I experienced it's, you know, here I am. I didn't ever think I'd be in a spot where I'd be, you know, starting to do content creation, but Watch out for my YouTube channel coming soon, you know. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know <what> I mean. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's totally possible oh, to to break away from that stigma that you have to be something that you don't want to be, that you, you know, you can be what you want to be aside from what the rest of the people around you think you should be, if that makes sense to everybody. And yeah, that and I think sense in my brain. If you put in the time and dedication to finding who you are and what you want and what you want out of life, I truly believe everybody can obtain happiness if you put in the time and effort. It's not going to come on its own. I really don't believe that. You yeah. like like some people have it naturally, and that's fair. That's completely fine to do. You don't. I'm not trying to degrade anybody who has it, but yeah. for some of us, it takes a lot of time and dedication and finding what what really drives you, what what you want, you know, to really. Yeah. To, to be there you know but it is obtainable even if you're in like i was at the lowest low and i'm way higher than i am now but i'm not there yet but i will get there i know i will i just have to keep pushing and driving and like you know like support like friends and people around you to support you is nice but you have to be there to support yourself that's the yeah. bottom line they're like like friends and everything around you they're not fleeting i'll say but it may not be like like as you grow older, people have their own priorities and they have things they have to do too. You have Other to people learn. People have to also take care of themselves. Yes, so you have to learn how to be able to support and take care of yourself entirely, so that you can set yourself up to be happy. Yeah, it has to come from you. I mean, I feel like it kind of goes without saying. It has to come from you. Otherwise, I mean, it's not you're not finding your individuality. If, if you're letting outside influence, I mean, I don't know, maybe that's not quite the direct path because definitely your friends can have some, some good opinions and some good uh, advice for you. Uh, case in point, I probably would not have gotten out of my situation if it were not for my friends telling me, hey, uh, what's going on is not right. You need to and not normal stuff. Yeah, it's not normal. You know, you, you need to look at this better and, and look at it in a different light. And I did. And thankfully, it helped me. You know, that was my jump board to look at my situation and look at myself and realize that I didn't want what was happening at that moment. And I, I wanted something better for myself, you know, so it has to come from you, though. It can't you have to end up having the motivation to do it yourself. You can't have other people 
what you know hold your hand along the path if that makes sense you can't disregard your friends but embrace yourself yeah exactly thank you yeah nobody will drag you to happiness you gotta it has to be you yeah i think that's a good cutoff your friends are there for a good support group but yeah it is a good cutoff (laughs) yeah yeah we're almost at two hours so i think we're gonna cut it off here um Thank you all for listening. If you made it this far in, I, I fucking appreciate you. I think this was a really good talking podcast in general. We yeah. like, like we really, we were sliding. I'm not going to lie. We were sliding. But um, yeah, we, we, we kind of fucked this one up in a good way. Like, <laughs> no, like a, a good, good fuck way. this one up. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll be back next week as always. Uh, I, Chris will probably be here again. So he'll be back. He was just tired. Um, check out. Our YouTube, this will be up on YouTube and Spotify if you enjoy listening to this more on Spotify than YouTube, whatever, whatever. Uh, I have videos coming out. We just did some pumpkin carving today. I'm going to put that up. More gameplay stuff coming soon. I've been kind of tooling around with that. Christian, shout out your YouTube channel whenever you get around to fully getting into that. Go ahead and shout yourself out. Yes, sir. It'll be a info slinger on YouTube. Be a, mostly educational videos, but we're going to... We're- quote unquote educational first video is going to be about uh whether spider-man and peter parker could be evil it's a very character analysis type video a deep dive into the psyche of peter parker and spider-man so you know if you like nerd stuff you like learning about stuff check out info slinger when it comes around yes sure and uh i meant to say yes sir um and (laughs) uh when that comes around i will link it down below um but definitely definitely oh and our friend just put out a song i don't want to put that down chris put out a song and i'll link that down below as well but definitely stay tuned for more and uh, thank you all for listening appreciate you peace out peace out